Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back to more to it. The show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude. No voice again. Damn it, what I go? What I do last night? Oh, I'm going to tell y'all about it. Boy, I am a walking contradiction right now. Got a Compton shirt on and it's neon. <laughs> and that's going to come into play in this show later on. That was called foreshadowing so hopefully you guys stick around the entire show but right now in the beginning you know how we start with what's up with that dude okay so last night i go to a function the second annual function called forum sports now what is forum sports because no one's heard of it right it's only been around two years it's actually my mentee his name is josh williams he's a scout for the San Francisco 49ers. And what he's doing is just bringing good people together from all sides of sports, right? So you walk in there, you see some NFL executives, then you see an NBA scout, then you go see a player. And it was really cool. I missed the first one last year, and I made it obviously this year. And he said it doubled in size already just in that one year difference. So it was exciting to see because, let me give you the story real quick. Obviously, I went to Columbia. He went to Columbia. But we're 20 years difference in age. So as I go back all the time, uh, coaches kind of highlight some of the kids that are doing special things or have special qualities. The ones you you should go out there and mentor, right? So immediately we hit it off. And the way I mentor is I bring you into my life. And I want to see how you respond to the variables in my life as you share your life. So we did that pretty fast, and that was at home, that was in Las Vegas, different events. Long story short, I connected him with a, with a couple of guys who I knew knew the owners of the San Francisco 49ers, and they were looking for a scout assistant. Well, you fast forward 12 years later, 
He's like the national scout for the 49ers reporting to John Lynch. So I'm so proud of the dude. Uh, I take a little pat on the back because I actually made a good connection. You know, it's funny when you meet all these people and you're trying to help them out and mentor them to make sure that they actually have some ground to stand on, man. And it's good to see not only does he have ground to stand on, but he has used it as a trampoline to jump even higher. So that was fun last night. That's where part of my voice is because I was talking to all the people there and, you know, Everybody wants to talk sports because it's a sports conference and I'm just giving them all the behind the scenes talk and people giving me love. It's funny when you're in public, no one hates you. Now, maybe the people that hate me are the people who don't speak to me because you never speak to everybody in the room, but it feels like I'm talking to everybody and everybody just saying the same thing, how they love the show, how they love it's real, etc. And you guys, it's funny when you see them in the comments, there's a lot more hate than when you see somebody in person. So I always laugh at that. Other than that, every college coach in America says the same thing. They hate recruiting. (laughs) They can't stand the NIL in the way that it's making these kids act and chasing that money. And the last thing is, a lot of them want to go pro just for the lifestyle. They like the college game. They like the college money. They like the college security. They just don't like chasing these damn kids who change their mind every single day. So that is kind of tough being a 40, 50 year old man. And then you on the phone and you always on call for an 18 year old to change his mind. I totally get it. But last night I totally heard it. It was hilarious. After that, I messed up y'all. I want to repent right now for my, my physical sins that I committed. I went to Taco Hell. I did it. I did it. I did it. I was riding home and I said, don't go past the house because you know nothing good happens once you pass your exit. And damn it, I passed my exit. Then I, I, I'm not lying. This is why I know I could talk about it because I'm almost over this. I was in the drive through and I literally was about to pull out the drive through. I've only done that once before at McDonald's. I feel good about myself. And I was about to pull it again. But something told me that Gordos Locos was calling me, so I had to get it. And I did it. So now, all my games of this week, playing pickleball and losing. I lost 13 pounds this week. All water weight. Y'all can't tell. But I lost 13 pounds, and I put five back on last night with that taco hell. Love, though. It's the best, especially late night. All right, let's get into this, where Darren Waller takes a bop at the Raiders while praising the Giants. Quote, they value our opinions here. Oh, I love it when somebody goes somewhere new. They always over there pumping it up. Newly acquired tight end, Darren Waller's embracing the change of scenery. We know it. And he's approaching the New York Giants after five seasons with the Raiders. What a different mindset. Now, he's talking about the culture that he feels that the players get empowered in because of Brian Debo. Can't lie. Never met Brian Debo. He coached in my old stomping grounds in Buffalo, but damn. Woo, from afar, that's the kind of coach I like. So I hear you, Darren Waller, so far. But Darren Waller went even further than that. He says, as a player, I feel like a lot of places I've gone, you're told to do things a certain way, and you do those things. But here, it's like they ask a lot of questions. Hmm. They want to know what you're thinking, what you want to do more. So to offer input, it's a really cool thing because coaches and players have to be in partnership. We're all together and shouldn't be clashing with each other. We're all going in the same direction. Okay, stop. Okay, collaborate and listen. What the hell is he talking about? 
What is he? Look, I love a new change of pace and scenery like the next guy. I love when you go somewhere else and you got that clean slate as you assume you do. You really don't. Trust me. As soon as they see what they saw before, your ass is out of there even faster. And with Darren Waller, what are those injuries? Y'all ever seen Darren Waller in person? Some of y'all have. I know. Woo! Woo! There's LeBron James. And then there's Darren Waller. Like, dog, this dude is diesel, beast. But he just can't stay healthy of late, especially, right? So that talent that you know he possesses actually never gets materialized fully, right? Last year, we saw Darren Waller go out there. How many yards did Darren Waller have? 388. 28 catches for 388 and three touchdowns. That's not Darren Waller. And what's more frustrating is when you're a team looking at that type of talent in practice and watching him just destroy things and it gets you excited. You're pumped up. And then you go to the games, either A, he doesn't produce like that, or B, the dude gets hurt. So that's the frustration right there. Why is Darren Waller talking like this? Because right now, he just finished reading the book, The Secret, like everybody, you know, speaking it to existence. Oh, you know what? I'm going to fake it till I make it. Oh, this feels good. Coaches actually look me in my eye without that frustration, without that frustrated look and asking my opinion. Who cares if someone asks your opinion if they're not going to take it? That's my thing. These players got to understand coach is going to make you feel good because part of a coach is the leadership. Make everyone feel like they pitching in. But at the end of the day, there's a decision to be made. And coach makes the decision based on how he can get things done. And you make a coach's decision by being available and being as good as you are when that decision is made. There's nothing else to it, y'all. We can dance and talk all we want. Oh, coach, listen to me on Wednesday. Oh, coach going to throw me the ball 10 times. I saw our communication. Man, look, you speak louder with your body than you do with your mouth in terms of communication. Your skills, your production is the loudest thing anyone's going to hear on that field. Not just how cool it is in culture and not how nice coach seems when he hears your call. So you got to make sure you balance that out when you're doing anything. Do not think you dictating terms if that's not your power, if that's not your title. So Darren Waller, just go out there and stay healthy. Go out there and ball. Everybody be listening then. Thanking you for your viewership on Brinks TV and Reach TV and your membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Woo! We were working on a new show format. Looking fresh next week. I uh, hope y'all voices are better than mine because y'all going to be talking with your boy on this show. So you better join the membership right now because next week we're going to be split screening. Uh, what after a split screen? We're going to have three boxes. We're going to have four boxes. And y'all going to be them ugly faces in there with my ugly mug. It's going to be fun. But right now... We have a jersey to give away. Yes, we're going to have to give this jersey away to somebody who loves the AFL Buffalo Bills and rookie year Marcellus Vernon Wilder. Yes, today is Friday, so stick with me throughout the show, and we're going to say who wins this jersey today. I love it. All right. Now, let's see who's going to win the next Miami Heat-Boston Celtics game. According to Jimmy Butler, guaranteeing that it's going to be his Miami Heat. And they're going to win game six in Miami. Mm, that gives you a little extra confidence, right? After his team has lost two straight to the Celtics. 
So we know he still believes because he's Jimmy Butler and the dude just seems like he's Teflon in terms of his mentality. And he thinks that they're going to close out the Celtics in advance to the NBA Finals despite those two losses, two big losses too. Let's talk about it. All right, so now we see them losing two games by a combined 30 points. And now Jimmy Butler's walking around after the game. They caught him on video outside the locker room, calmly eating some popcorn. After the game, still confident that his team is going to win this series. Why? Let's take it from Jimmy. He says, quote, because the last two games are not who we are. He said, it just happened to be that way. We stopped playing defense halfway because we didn't make shots that we want to make. But that's easily correctable. Just have to come out and play harder from the jump. Like I always say, it's going to be all smiles. And we're going to keep it very, very, very consistent knowing that we are going to win next game. Ah, fundamentals. Okay. Ah, There's so many ways I could go with this. I tell my kids right now, when they come to practice, I say before practice and after practice, you can be silly. So, you know, throw the ball around, kick the ball, who cares? Drop passes. Ah, throw it so far that your arm hurts. Ah, they just acting silly. And then I say, as soon as I blow this whistle, and you cross those white lines, it's time for us to focus on the fundamentals. What does that mean? It's just like the word says, fun, like enjoy this process with the mental, okay? So it's funny whenever a player gets caught in adversity or down, or in this series they're up, but momentum has switched, you hear them highlight the fundamentals, right? So now Jimmy Butler is doing just that. Play harder, right? Be consistent, be smarter, etc. All those same tried and true words that are on every single high school locker room and weight room across the country. Discipline, desire, dedication, work habits. Like, we know what builds up success. The funny thing is, in success, why do we lose sight of that, right? You're up 3-0. Now, that's amazing in itself, but what's more amazing is what pressure you have put on the other team. For them to win this series, they have to win four straight. And at that time, they have won zero games against you. So if I'm playing you and I beat you, wop, 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 and then I'm like thinking, all I got to do is win one more, but you're thinking I got to win all of the next four when I haven't won one yet. Boston was done. That's why no team has ever come back from 03 in the NBA. They were done. And now, let's not lie. They are far from done. Uncle Mo, when he comes to visit, Uncle Momentum, we call him. Uncle Mo, when he comes over, oh, trust me, you make sure he gets whatever he wants to eat, right? You take care of Uncle Mo because you're just begging for him to be on your side because things just come easier, right? You start to have fun with the mental, right? You're not even thinking about it. You're in the glow, as they say, Bruce Leroy. You out there all of a sudden, mindless Bruce Lee. Like, you're not even thinking, just flowing like water. That's when Uncle Mo is on your side. The, the rim and the basket's this big, and you just can't miss and then all of a sudden, Uncle Mo's like, hey, man, I'll be back, but it's going to be a minute. Let me go over there to Boston. And now the same exact things are so difficult to do. The mundane, the little things are all now difficult to do. Now, Jimmy's trying to reset that. 
Now, the guarantee is not only him trying to reset it, but he's trying to reset the minds of all the guys he's leading by basically saying, oh, it's going to happen, not let's go make it happen. It's going to happen. So he's reverse engineering it. He's going from the result and saying, now y'all better believe in that result versus let's work towards that result. Not mad at that, that mindset because there's only two ways it's going to go like anything. Either you're going to be right or you're going to be wrong. The beautiful thing about sports is, I'll give it to you like how my coach told me. I was in Buffalo and it's my rookie year and I'm just like, everything that moved, I was like twitching and flinching at it, you know. Somebody go in motion. I'm like, oh, motion, motion, motion. And then somebody's offset, offset back, offset back. And then the quarterback, I'm like, long count, long count, watch the hard count. And coach said, bleep, Wiley, calm down, dog. I was like, he's like, Wiley, what are you thinking about? I was like, well, I saw the guy in motion, so I know that they may run the reverse. And he's like, there's only two things they can do. They're either going to run the ball or they're going to pass the ball. The rest is window dressing. They're going to try and make it look all kind of different ways. But it's going to come down to two things. Run the ball or pass the ball. You got a run technique and you got a pass rush technique. Stop overthinking it. And then later on, guess what he told me? And those two things lead to only two results. They either going to win or we going to win, right? We win or we lose. Calm the hell down. So it's funny that when things get crazy chaotic, you hear guys focus in on the little things because to do it big, you got to do the little things. And more importantly, they always go to the result and bet on one because guess what? It's 50-50 no matter which way you bet. So I love the mindset of Jimmy Butler right now. I love him being a leader of a team without Tyler Hero. So they still are undermanned, even though they were up 3-0. And let's be real. Whoever wins game six will win this series. That's pretty obvious for the Heat because if the Heat win, it's over. But it's also going to happen for the Celtics. They go to Miami and win, they going back to Boston, and it's a wrap. They going to slam the heat. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see if Jimmy Butler's guarantee actually is real. Thanking you for your viewership on Brinks TV and Reese TV. And thank you for your membership in the Wiley's World YouTube because somebody's going to win this at the end of the show. Yeah, I already learned from week one. I'm going to make y'all wait to the end of the show. Get those views. <laughs> right. I think you get a view after three seconds, so I'm really not doing it for any reason. But I just want y'all to keep listening to me and connecting with your boys. So somebody's going to win this jersey in about five, ten minutes. We'll see. All right. But right now, we ain't got no time to waste. Time to talk about Devontae Adams, who's critical of the Raiders' direction. And McDaniel says, hey, he earned that right. And then Adams had to reaffirm his commitment to the team after speculation came from his comments. Y'all know the twist. Let's talk through this and untangle it. All right. So Adams publicly said that he didn't see eye to eye with the direction of the Raiders. We know who Devontae Adams is, right? Beast, beast. Um, some say the best receiver in football. Certainly a year or so ago, everyone was saying that. Basically now, you may have Justin Jefferson up in there. People say Tyreek Hill. You say your guy. You're probably right. But he is one of the best receivers in the game. Now, he did say he didn't see eye to eye on the direction of the franchise, frankly. And he has an opinion and a voice because he earned it over the course of his career, says his coach. And I respect the hell out of anything that he would say or suggest or anything like that. Mm -hmm. 
during the course of the process of trying to improve our team, which I know where Devontae comes from. He's a competitor. He wants to win. And that's really his sole focus. And that's what he does here every day. He's here pushing himself, pushing his teammates. He's been a tremendous leader again this spring for our football team. Let me take a sip. Ah, of that truth serum right there and pass that around because uh, Josh, you need a double. Um, this is what coaches have to do because like it's just like last night. I told you I went to this function and in real life, I would say 80, 90% of the people say positive things about me, right? And then there's a 10, 20% that probably doesn't. Now, that's comments, that's people behind the keyboard, et cetera, right? That's articles, et cetera. Live, face-to-face, 3D, 4D, in front of you, in front of me, I think I'm in 99.99%. I don't think, there may have been one person in my life who has come to me and actually said, yo, exactly what I said on those comments, I'm going to say it to your face, right? That's not the fan experience. That's not the relationship. Well, guess what? When you're talking about a head coach and his star player in the public eye, that's also not their relationship. They're not going to feud in front of each other, in front of company, which is all of us. However, let me take you behind the veil because when you get these comments from Devontae Adams and you're Josh McDaniels and you're the new brass upstairs, you're like, first thing you think is, damn, why are you making my job harder, right? Right now, when you're a team that is not living up to potential, you seem and probably are fractured. So there's cracks in your team, simple. You need personnel over here, right? You need buy-in. You need leadership. You, your new quarterback is there, Jimmy G. You need him to play well and stay healthy, etc. There's a laundry list of issues, especially when you're on a team that is bad or not achieving up to its standard. So the last thing you need is someone to magnify that amplify that, right? Send that message across the world and say, yo, attack us because right now, even the stars on this team are not all sold on this team. That's a problem because coaches, the way a coach works best is that he gets you to give all you have and connects that to all everyone else has and then he has the ultimate weapon a team that's together. But without that, with fractures, instead of a team, fractures speaking loudly, especially one as big as Devontae Adams, you know you got your work cut out for you. So right now, I'm looking at the Raiders, who played the Chargers twice, who played the Chargers once in SoFi, so you know I will be there and loving this moment. If a team comes in divided like this, good luck beating any team that comes together as a unit. But they weren't done there because Devontae Adams tried to clean it up. And he said, look, I am unapologetically me. He says, I've never been encouraged to speak up and share my feelings with the organization the way I have with these two guys, right? It's never my intention to bring any type of negative attention or throw off the focus of the team or whatever, which did not happen, by the way. So Devontae is basically like, look, Y'all really taking my words and running with them or taking it out of context. I love this quote. If you're that bored, go play Monopoly or some shit. 
<laughs> that's hilarious. Because basically he's like, look, do y'all want me to be real or not? And that's the funniest thing about the media, man. It's like, if y'all want the truth, well then stop buying into the bull. And a lot of times people buy into the bull. So when he comes out and says, look, upstairs, I don't like what they're doing. Upstairs, we're not really that close. Jimmy G, I didn't know him that well before, but I love him now. People are like, oh, problems, 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 right? And they're true, because every team has problems. Name the team, and I can name the problems. Go in the comments right now and just write a team that you thought was perfect. No. Did y'all watch the last dance? Let's talk about the Bulls, and let's talk about Steph Curry and the Warriors and all the fights they've had, and yeah. Getting all these guys together to try and pull in the same direction is going to be a lot of infighting. It's just in sports, the goal is not to let that out because all other teams are going to see is that blood and smell that blood in the water and attack. So it's going to be interesting to see how good the Raiders are this year. They got talent. Do not give me that. And don't act like Jimmy G is not a winner. He can add up W's for your team. I hope it clicks for them because right now, it sounds like they're a little fractured from all directions. Thanking you for your viewership, Brinks TV and Reese TV, and your membership in Wiley's World. And with our Friday swag giveaway, you know I got to hook somebody up with this. So I am going into the Wiley's World membership and I'm finding my man, Thomas Rada. I hope I said your last name right, but it's R-O-D-D-A. So it sounds like you're a Rada to me. Rada da 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 at T Rada 87. That's my dog. This is your jersey. I will be sending this out to you. Let me know before I send it what you want me to write. You want a Wileyism? You just want my autograph? You want my social security number? Just let me know because I got your back. Appreciate you, T Rada. That's love. All right, next week, I don't know what I'm going to give away. I got a lot of stuff, though, so y'all look forward to Monday's show, even though it's a holiday. Now, I'm looking forward to this topic right here. Now, let me preface this by saying there's Shannon Sharp in this conversation, Kwame Brown in this conversation, LeBron James in this conversation. Uh, two of these guys I've met. One of them I used to work with. So I used to work with Shannon. Got love for Shannon Sharp. Kwame Brown, I've never met, but dude, I love his content because Kwame just going to say it. Now, he going to say some stuff that I disagree with too, but that's part of love, right? Like I love my wife, but I disagree with some stuff she said. And LeBron James is the GOAT in my eyes. Best basketball player I've ever seen in terms of everything he does and gives on the court. And I like LeBron James, obviously. But when it's coming down to telling the truth, <laughs> sometimes you got to pick sides. And let's have some fun with this one. All right. So among the most vitriolic of all LeBron James debates, after he and his Lakers were swept, broomsticked, mollywopped by the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, is the feud between Fox Sports analyst and pro football Hall of Famer who used to drag me around the field when I played, Shannon Sharp, a friend and obviously a supporter of LeBron. Good Lord, does he love LeBron. And Kwame Brown. First, put some respect on Kwame Brown now. I'm going to say it again. First overall selection in the 2001 NBA draft. Good Lord. You know how good you got to be to go number one? That part. All right. So they have been trading barbs back and forth since Brown criticized LeBron's play in game four 
of this series. Now, when it first started happening, I was just like, all right, normal content, normal, normal. But then it started to erupt. So I was like, all right, let's get this out there. So there are a few videos. Maybe the safest way to do this is just let the videos go. And then I'll start explaining through the video. So there's a Shannon Sharp video. There's a Kwame Brown video. And of course, you know Kwame. There's another Kwame Brown video. Let those play. I'm just don't know what, what, what's his end game here. You're talking about what Kobe would have done. What would you have been done? What would you have done? You're the number one overall pick. Yeah. I, I don't get it because LeBron was in a no-win situation. People say, LeBron, why would you set a 4-3? Why would you shoot a step back this? He drives the ball. Jamal Murray does a great job of tying him up. And that even as he holds on to the ball, he's trying to get the shot up. Aaron Gordon blocks it. Now you're saying, well, he should have pulled up. It's easy to say what you should have done after the fact of knowing what has happened. Yep. And Skip, he said, you're supposed to be great? Really, Kwame, of all the people, he should never, ever question anybody's greatness. Because this is what we know. If there's a Mount Rushmore for busts mm-hmm. in the NBA history, whether he's the first head, the second head, the third, or the fourth, he's on Mount Rushmore of bust NBA players. There's no question. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to question a guy that, whether you say he's first, second, He's top five of the greatest players to ever play. I remember I heard him talk when Kobe scored 81. He's talking about he's sitting damn good screens. Really? Dude, you the number one pick in the draft, and you talk about you setting screens. Yep. Talk about the games that you played. Talk about the game winning shots you hit. Skip, look, I get Kobe and Mike was graceful. They were elegant. They were Barishnikov. Yep. But it's just not true. They haven't hit more game-winning shots than LeBron. The numbers don't lie. You can just go look it up, Kwame. You have plenty of time. Hell, you're on your farm down in, down in Georgia. You got plenty of time. You ain't playing no hoops. You should still be in the NBA. But you want to take a shot because this is your thing, Skip. Look what he did. Everybody, he was, he was trending. Mm. He got exactly what he wanted. Okay. He trended more. For saying something, because sometimes, Skip, the only success you can have is taking a bite out of somebody that's successful. He trended more for what he said about LeBron than anything he ever done in the NBA. That's a fact. Now, that's a, that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Now, whatever you're good at, that's what you should be, like, trending for. Kwame Brown dropped 30 and 20. Kwame Brown had a triple-double. Mm-hmm. We can't pull up nothing where they said come Kwame Brown ever had a great game. But he wants to take a shot. And, so, and the nerds will look at the stat line. You ain't got to look at the stat line. Go watch the game. If you didn't think LeBron James, if you didn't think LeBron James played great in that game, sometimes you can play great, Skip, and still lose. Sometimes you can play, ba- play bad and win. That's happened. But I don't get. I, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get. I'm just trying. Skip. I, I, I'm just trying to figure out where what what was Kwame hoping to accomplish? Because he jumped on there like he's like he's like oh oh. And LeBron James, you're supposed to be a superstar. You're supposed to be all one of these all time great. You're supposed to be. No, you were supposed to be an all time great player. You were supposed to be a superstar. That was the supposed. Not LeBron. LeBron James is. Mm. 
everything that people thought he would be and more. Yep. You are what people, you became nothing of what you were supposed to be. Yep. I just don't get his end game. I don't hope, bruh, go at Gilbert Arenas. Go at, go at Stacks and Matt Barnes that's been on your head. LeBron James has never said anything about you. Mm -mm. And you're going to take a shot at the man. Why? Because you know what? I'm trending. And you don't get people on my social media page. Bro, you, 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 you a joke. You a joke. You from the crib. You from down. You, I mean, you a joke. Really. Real, real talk. You a joke. Mm. You a guest in the house of this basketball talk. Didn't you know that? And now, since you don't want to act like a guest in this shit, and you want to invalidate me, you football playing dummy. Nigga, it ain't no first downs in basketball, clown. How you going to try to invalidate a man who was the number one draft pick, boy? You want to try to put some bass in your voice when you talking to me? When you on a panel with a nigga that buckled you down, boy? You on a panel with a white boy that blamed his coach for not making it to college, and you want to try to invalidate me, nigga? Are you a clown or what? I'm so glad that you just exposed yourself, you clown. You think you're going to put some bass in your voice when you talking to me, nigga? And that white boy made you say, ah, oh, I'm just trying to let me finish. Let me finish. You a guest in this house of basketball, nigga. Ain't no first downs in motherfucking basketball, you big, tall, thick-tongued punk motherfucker. You a thick-tongued idiot. Did you not know that? Ain't no first downs in basketball, boy. So I don't know what make you think that your opinion on basketball is more than mine because you a fanboy for LeBron. You a you call me emotional and you was finna fight a whole goddamn Memphis Grizzly team because of your love affair LeBron. You the reason why John Morant probably carrying guns right now. John Morant was like, oh shit. A big-ass nigga in a sweater, a grandma sweater, trying to fight his daddy and the whole damn team. You the reason why. I think John Moran ain't trying to be no thug. He carrying guns everywhere because he's scared of goddamn Shannon Sharp fanboy ass. John Moran, put them guns down, boy. Get you some of this tactical shit right here. Get you some of this right here for a big, thick-tongued punk. Do what you need. Spray that big, thick-tongued motherfucker in the eye. You fanboy and calling somebody emotional and you about to fight a whole damn team about LeBron. You supposed to be a damn analyst, not a fanboy. You ain't nothing but a fucking fanboy. You done lost your goddamn mind. That motherfucking testosterone must have hit you. <laughs> old ass 50 year old nigga catching phase about another man. It's a damn shame. Here come this thick tongue motherfucker. Hey, no. Let me tell you something. Hold up now. Let me tell you something. LeBron, let me, let me read the stat. Who said, send me another stat of LeBron. Hold up. Send me a stat of LeBron. Move your tongue out the way, motherfucker. It's clear to see you ain't there because of your talent. You there because you like the way ass tastes, nigga. Nigga, you lucky you can catch a goddamn football. Back in the day, a big, ugly motherfucker like you with a thick tongue and a stutter like you got. Only, a nigga, only thing a nigga like you was good for is fighting the fucking... Motherfucker used to breed an ugly motherfucker like you. See, I know you punch like a mule kick, but you better not run your ugly ass up on me about no goddamn LeBron. Ugly motherfucker, you. Y'all want to bring up stats. How many times have uh, LeBron scored this? How many times? I wasn't talking about how many times. I was talking about that fucking time. 
Y'all always want to goddamn whine and cry about LeBron every two seconds. This is why everybody know that what y'all are saying is bullshit. You niggas want to attack anybody that say the goddamn truth. Don't nobody think LeBron James is the best player in the world. Instead of little fanboys and statisticians. All you want to do is fill up the goddamn stats. Stats don't mean shit when it comes to the greatness. Greatness. But we can go there if you want. A goddamn NBA player that's supposed to be so great that y'all ask for help for him every damn year. Help! Help! Go get you a wife. Go find you a wife, big tongue dummy. <laughs> what you do in your spare time when you're not on first take? Shit. I fight over LeBron. Shit. Anybody who talk about LeBron, I fight over LeBron. I'm on Twitter with it. I'm on the side of the court with it. That's what I do. That's a hobby of mine. I fight over LeBron. Sweet, sensitive ass. Mm, okay, spicy words. Spicy chicken sandwiches everywhere. All right. So Sharp was quick to defend LeBron James against Kwame Brown's critique. Sam Brown was in no place to make such claims because of his status as one of the biggest NBA draft busts of all time. Woo! Whether Brown's arguments lose merit because of it is up for debate, and we're going to debate it. But it has been a significant point of contention between the two, and Shannon is also on record saying in the past not this time, but in the past, that Brown can't be considered a failure. Ah, let's stop down, have some fun. One, where is this energy coming from that since he was a bust and a self-declared bust that his opinion doesn't matter in basketball or in sports? You know why that's so dumb? Because Shannon literally talks every day for hours to somebody who didn't even play sports at a high level, who didn't even make it to the NBA, who ain't a bust because he wasn't even in the NBA. And we're going to give that guy more merit, I'm talking about Skip Bayless, than we're talking about Kwame Brown. Who is that ignorant to walk around here saying, yeah, I want to hear what Skip got to say on this. Oh, Kwame, shut up. You're a bust. Some of y'all. <laughs> ignorant. So ignorant that even Shannon agrees with you, except when he's arguing with Kwame Brown. When he's arguing with Kwame Brown, oh, you are a bust, bust, bust. But when he's not, the dude can't be considered a failure. Skip, well, he's like, hey, Skip, he can't be considered a failure. Skip, the dude was number one overall pick. He still played in the NBA. He still has some meaningful minutes. So which way do you want it if you're Shannon? Do you want to say he's a bust? Or do you actually want to say, ah, man, he ain't a failure. He's just a guy who it didn't work out for. Depends on when you're fighting him, I bet. That's when the truth comes out in this, this, in this argument. All right, so let's keep going. Shannon and Kwame, they had the back and forth again after talking about LeBron's performances. And this is why I got to tell Kwame, dog, you're wrong on this one. LeBron average, average, 28. 10 and 10, basically, 9.5, but 10 and 10 in the series, almost a triple-double. But we know what happened. It came down to that last shot where LeBron was going to make it, got double-teamed, didn't get it off, and that just ignited this entire conversation and this argument. Okay, so Kwame was like, look, Richard Hamilton, <laughs> he went there. Gilbert Arenas, Agent Zero, was a monster. Would have gotten that shot off in that situation. Kobe Bryant would have gotten the shot off. 
and he's talking about LeBron, like you, you probably the best scorer in the game. You got all these points, but you were looking for a bailout, a foul call from the officials again. You can't say that you're great. You got to do great things. That's where greatness lies. Interesting, because greatness to me does mean you do great things consistently, right? That's what greatness is. But consistently, not perfectly, right? LeBron's going to have bad moments. Dog, you know how many bad games Michael Jordan had in the playoffs? Like, there's games where Michael Jordan, three for 14, Scottie Pippen go for 30. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he going to defer and pass it off to Steve Kerr or Paxson. Oh, Jordan gets carried off the court. Like, nobody's perfect, even though they're great. It's just right now, everybody has an opinion, including myself. Therefore, that's why everyone gets torn apart. So then Shannon heard that, and Shannon was like, ah, he went on the show and said, hmm, you're supposed to be great. Really? Kwame, of all the people, he should never, ever question anybody's greatness because this is what we know. If there's a Mount Rushmore for bus in the NBA history, whether he's the first head, the second head, the third, or the fourth, He's on Mount Rushmore of bus NBA players. Now, we know that one thing that Kwame's going to admit is I'm a bus. Whether he's being self-deprecating or he's just like, look, let me eight mile y'all. Let me be rabbit y'all. Basically, y'all not going to take away something from me. I'm going to give it to you. So here, I am a bus. What else you going to say about me, right? I love that. Now, let's get to the last part of this and then let me start talking this trash. Kwame heard that, and then Kwame had to come back at him. He called him a football-playing dummy. Hey, what would you say about my sport? That's funny. Um, and then he said, you call me emotional. You're going to fight a whole team because of your love affair with LeBron James. You the reason John Morant probably carrying guns right now. John was like, oh, shit, a big-ass N-word in a grandmama sweater trying to fight his daddy and team. All right. Enough of the name calling. You know this show ain't about that. This show is about learning and unlearning from some of the behaviors we see. And we love where sports intersects life. Let's talk about this feud. Ah, My thoughts on the feud is this. I give this one to nobody. This is actually a tie because Kwame's wrong by measuring LeBron and his greatness by one play or by him just flopping. They all flop. They all miss shots. They all get caught up in a double team or trapped and can't make those plays. But 28, 10, and 10? Think LeBron did his job at 38 years old. I would say, okay, I wouldn't agree with you, Kwame, in that respect. But I would agree with Kwame in this respect. Dog, if you're going to be great, be great. And Shannon, don't discount me because I actually did this. And if you're going to discount me, fine. Go ahead. Just make sure you discount that dude across from you who you ain't got that smoke for. So I'm with Kwame in that one. That's why I'm like balanced. I'm not riding the fence. I'm like Kwame one point. Kwame loses one point. Now let's go to Shannon. Shannon going at him talking about you're a bust. And that's why, you know, you shouldn't talk about greatness and winning. That's not right. Now, I know why Shannon's saying it, because he's a Hall of Famer. So when you up that high, you one of the 300 best football players ever. Yeah, you kind of have an ego that says, I know what greatness looks like because I was great. So therefore, I can measure what greatness is. I can say who else can measure greatness because I have the credentials. But if you don't, I can question you and what you know about greatness. All I'm saying is that's a point for Shannon. Here's where he loses his point. 
Okay, if that's true, then why are you talking to Skip all day <laughs> and listening and actually responding and giving him credibility and respect? He ain't do any of this, right? So that's why we know that that's not right as well. Shannon knows that in his heart of hearts, he knows. And my only shot at Kwame is the Mount Rushmore bus, bus talk. But it just comes back to contradict you and, and contradict yourself when you're sitting there next to a guy who doesn't even play sports, who never plays sports, right? So we understand that. So in this one, it's really a tie, but it was good fodder. It was good fun. I do like it when the media turns on itself. Why? I just think we have an arrogance. I think we have a huge platform, huge responsibility, but a huge arrogance and ego. Well, we just start talking about cats like they ain't real, like they ain't do it. I wish we talked about sports like we really talk about sports. He aight. He good. He's great. But nobody is like bus like dog. He's no, number one overall pick and didn't he didn't get kicked out the league his first year. Like y'all really act like this dude is that sorry. Whatever expectations were here. His game was here. Okay, but bus bus is not a player's word. We didn't make up bus, but we certainly took it and we certainly appropriated it. And now we certainly run with it. Former players taking what the outsiders called us that we hated from hello and now I'm going to take it and run with it. I don't like that part. Maybe that means Kwame does win this argument. I don't know. But I just wish we just talk sports like we really talk in life instead of this whole propped up stuff just to win an argument and then lose the next argument because of the contradictions in your last argument. Y'all catch that. Craziness. Love it. Hope y'all just keep doing this because it ain't just the players out there playing and messing up. Sometimes it's us. The ones with the microphones, with the suits on, or the ones just hosting their own shows. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show. We finish with a Wiley-ism. Ooh, that's that Friday voice. I need to save it. Mm -mm -mm. About to head out to my son's Olympics, day two of the Olympics. Yesterday, they scored 3,000 points. Ask me what that means. Is that good or bad? I don't know. All right. The best way out of anything <laughs> is always through. The best way out is always through. That's what it is. Oh, let's say that cleanly. Y'all know what I'm catching in this? The best is always the best, not the only. The best way out is always true. Whoo! War can't be avoided, just postponed. That's probably another Wileyism. But the point is, when you got something to do, you got to go to it and get through it. Going around it just keeps it alive for you have to confront it another time. The best way out is always through because not only do you get through it, but you've also conquered it, right? That's a lesson learned. That is something now internalized. What's next in my graduation of lessons? So when you dance around something, when you're like, oh, I should have told them, but ah, it's all right. We got through it. We got past it. Uh-uh. You didn't get through it. You got around it. <laughs> the best way out is always through. So remember that in terms of whatever you're going through, like you got choices. The best way, let's go. Let's go right through it. But there are other ways. But I'm telling y'all, y'all going to be right back to this moment. The best way out is always through. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today. Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. 
More to is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, Dad Dude Entertainment, and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcel Swally, Paul Anderson, and Nick Panella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wally's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash slash iHeart.